Be'ez HaShem, we're learning Mishnah Rund Simen Chav Zayin Sif Yud, Shia number 64. We're discussing now the placement of the Kesher of the Tfilm Shalraish in the back of the head. We discussed in Sif Test the importance of having the Tfilm Shalraish above the original hairline. We discussed if a person sees someone else's Tfilm below the original hairline, they should politely, properly go over to them and bring it to their attention that that's not where the tefillin belong. If they know how to make it smaller, they should make it smaller. If not, they should uh, take care of it as much as they can. Make sure it gets smaller. Now we're discussing very important halachas about the kesher shel roish, the kesher in the back of the head. We're going to see that the kesher belongs on the bone now, you can't fit the whole entire Kesher on the bone, so the top of the Kesher belongs on the bone, which is the end of the skull. It's the end of the skull. And if you take your finger and touch that bone and come all the way to the front, you'll notice that your hand is basically around where your eyes are. And the Tfilin Shalroish, the Kesher, the Tfilin Shalroish, has to go opposite the face. So if you take your finger and you go straight in front of you, and it come to your eyes. If you go above your eyes, it means you're moving your hand higher up when you are going like you did. You went up. The ears. Yeah, yeah. You go over your ears. Right. Okay, there you go. You see how now it's going to your eyes. Okay. So we also have to make sure that the Kesher, the back of the Tefillin, is in the middle, is centered, is centered properly in the middle of your head, and this accomplishes two things. Number one, because it is opposite, it should be opposite the actual tefillin. So if it's in the middle, then the tefillin shalroish will be also properly bene necha. <coughs> Furthermore, if the tefillin, the kesher in the back, is too low on the place where there's no hair, that is also a problem. The same way the tefillin shalroish the kesher, the, the, the top of the tefillin itself, the bias has to be b'mokoim sheish karcha. In other words, like we learned yesterday, a place where there technically can be hair on the head. Mokoim sheish karcha means that the person could make the bald spot, rachbon l'tzlan, if there's a mace that he, he's not allowed to. That was the gzeir show we learned yesterday in Siv Kotan Lam and Gimel. So too, the kesher has to be b'mokoim sheish karcha, meaning that there could be hair in the back of the head, as opposed to lower down when there's no hair. person has to be careful that the Kesha should not be too big around the head, because if it's too low down, it's possible to be in a place where there's no hair of the head. And that's a problem, and we'll see that a person could be not yitzist fillin if the Kesha is too big and the, and the Kesha in the back is below where the hair is. Says the Mechaber Sif Yud, The Kesher has to be in the back of the head, above by the Oyrif. What is the Oyrif? That's the back of the, the skull, as we'll see in the Mishnah Rura. The Ketzitza is the Tefillin, the top part of the Tefillin. The Ketzitza has to be in the middle. That has to be what we call in between your eyes. We got a kesher, so to the kesher, the knot in the back, 
and should also not be tilting to the right or to the left, but rather in the middle. Furthermore, what is a kesha supposed to look like? It should look like a dalit, like the letter dalit. When one looks at the person in the back of the, the head, you'll see the form of a dalit. So too, when it comes to the kesha, I mean, not the yud, the kesha shel yad, rather, you have to make sure that it does not turn over. This is also important when people put on their tefillin, to be very careful, as we'll see, that if the kesha shel roish, which means the ritzua that goes around your head, the kesha shel roish means the ritzuas, the straps that are holding the tefillin on your head, that go around your head. That's the kesha shel roish. As well as the kesha shel yad, which means when you go over your arm to tighten the bias, the tefillin on your arm, you have to make sure that when you put that on, it does not flip over. The ritzuas have to be the black side facing out. I'm not talking about nowadays they make black on both sides. We're talking about the shiny black part that's facing out. If it flips over, both the shel yad or the shel roish, either one of them, so the Mishra will bring down, as we'll see shortly, Mr. Shem, that it could warrant a person to even have to fast, or if not fast, to give stock of the amount of money that he would eat for that day. So let's now take a look at the Mishra and Sif Katan Laman Hay. And we said that the Kasha should be Ba'irif, Shahu Saif Hagu Goilis, it's the end of the skull. The the Ayrif is the end of the skull. Vuhu, turning the page, negative upon him. It's opposite the face, like we just explained earlier. Where if you take your finger, going by the cash, it goes straight to the by the ear, if it goes straight to the front, it's going to be in the front of the 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 face. As opposed to sometimes people have their cash, unfortunately, too low down, and then it's by their neck. It's so low down, it's it's not even where the hair of the head is in the back, and you go to the front, it's by their their throat. He says further. But don't do like we just said. Don't put it too low by your throat. In other words, the be in the front would be the throat. The back would be your your neck. The main part of the kesha means the top part of the kesha should be above the guma, above, above that indentation on the back of your head. It be careful, at the very least, to make sure that the kasher is not. I feel a mixes that kasher. Even any small part of the kasher should not be resting on a place without any hair of the head. The shamu mafrakes hatzavar v'lo That is the back of the neck, and that's not the oirif. That's not the end of the skull. It has to be the end of the skull. The tefillin begin and the front on the on top of that at the beginning of the skull and they end at the end of the skull. So he says it be careful that the Ritsua, the strap around your kesha shall roish your tefillin should not be too wide. If it's too wide, he tells us now you have two problems. What are the two problems? It has to be mahuduk. Mahuduk means it has to be tied on your head. How do you tie the tefillin shall roish on your head? 
the way you do that is by going around, making a, a not too wide of a kesher on your head. It's not going to be too loose. And I don't want to say tight to the, to the point where a person gets a headache. Sometimes you have bar mitzvah bachrim. They, 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 you know, we, we don't know what we're doing at first. And we make the till a little too tight on our arm. And so all of a sudden you see that it starts turning purplish red. It's, it's unfortunately a common thing. And then uh, you have to loosen it because his blood's not circulating properly. So too on the head as well, you have to make sure it's not too tight. You don't want to get a headache. But at the same time, you want to be tight that it's munoch on the head. That is the kesher. That is making what we call the knot of the head. If it's too loose, you're not making a, he- a kesher. It's not muhuduk. Shein is the imhem refuyim. Saviv hekef roisha yipol aktsitzel afonov al mitzchoi or yipol akesher laachrov lamat of its savoroi loyim mekoyman haroi lehen. So he says like this: If your tefillin shloroish, the the kesher around your head is too wide, it's too large, your your kesher shloroish will fall down in front of you. The, the, excuse me, the, the tefillin shloroish will fall down past your original hairline. That's number one. That's problem number one. Which we said you're not yitzit tefillin. Person will not be yitzit tefillin. We said in siftes making a bracha v'atala. It's kimunachem mekisan, etc. Furthermore. The cash in the back. It's going to be too low down as well. So I, I didn't mention this yesterday. It's appropriate to mention now. The straps of the tefillin, the ritsuis that we call them, are made of leather. Just like Lahavdil person has leather shoes, and the leather shoes over the course of time, they stretch, so too, no different, the ritsuis, they stretch as well. Especially when the person's pushing them down with his hands and at the same time to put on the Kesha Shalroish. Over the course of months and months, the leather stretches. That's just the nature of how it works. That being the case, a person has to be careful, to be cognizant, and make sure that over the course of time, he might have to, most probably will have to, shorten the Kesha of a Tvil and Shalroish. Sif Kot Lamarvav, Shadei Be'emsa, Roich of Haroish, the Ketzitza, the Tilna to be in the middle of your head, because you want the Taitofois, the Tilin, in between your eyes. If you, if you uh, did not put the Tilin in between your eyes, then you would not fulfill the Mitzvah Tilin, and you have to be careful of this. Rabbi Yasha says you could use a mirror, it's not a problem. I know I, I personally spoke to Rashmul Kamenetsky about it as well. He says, fine, it's fine, there's nothing wrong with using a mirror to make sure it's in between your eyes. Also be careful, this is, uh, I think maybe the second, uh, maybe even the third time that Mishmur says, don't make the film too large. Because then it's going to be difficult to have the film properly tied onto the head well, resting on the head well, and to be in the proper place. Because if it's on a, if it's large tefillin and they're resting the top of the head, then they're not going to be tied properly, tightly on the head. That's just the nature of it's too large of a tefillin. And if it's in the right spot on the top of the head, then it can't be resting properly on around your head, and that's not called a kesher. And the kesher, like we just said, will not come on your head. In the, right, in the right place. The last halacha the Mishmur discusses here is that the tefillin of the kesher, the tefillin, has to have 
a dalit. Kesha means a knot. Kesha means a knot. So what, what type of knot are we making here? So we're not just wrapping it together any way you want, but rather we're making a knot in the form of a dalit. Of course, we know some have a double dalit, but at the end of the day, it's a dalit twice. Says the Mishra, You have two rutsuis that come out from the kesher, one to the right, one to the left. The kesher that comes out to the left side, it continues, it continues to make the roof, the top of the dalit. And the kesher that comes out from the back of the right side of the person, uh, I'm sorry, the one that comes out to the right side forms the leg, the regal hadalit. So that is what you want to create with the with the what? With the ritzuis. And you have shem hashem because you have the shin on the actual tefillin. You have the dalid on the the back of the kasher. And then you have some call it a yud by the tilin shalyad and that's shem shakai. Shin, dalid, and yud. Some say the, the kasher, the knot by the tilin shalyad is also like a dalid. Okay. We now continue with Sif Yud Aleph. The main point, just to review of Sif Yud first, is that the Kesher in the back of the head should be at the end of the skull, which is opposite the person's face, more precisely opposite his eyes. And it has to be careful that it's not too, the Kesher on your head is not too long and too large that the Kesher in the back will go in a place where there's no hair. That's not, that's not good. Okay, Sif Yud Aleph. The black part of the Ritsuas, the black part of the Ritsuas, has to be facing outward. What is in the black part? So you have the light brown part of the Ritsuas, the leather, the uncolored, undyed leather. And then you have the dyed leather. That's the black part. Nowadays, they they make the rutsuis both sides black, so that there's no concern, if you will, of the not staying staying black because the rutsuis have to be black. Of course, there are places that say it's a good idea. A cipher told me that Rabbi Yashu says he did not like that approach. Um, I asked him why. He did not know. The reasoning from Rav Yashas, but you have many, many places say they do like the black and black. Even if you have black and black, you have to make sure that it's a shiny part of the black that's facing outward. And it should not be flipping around whether it's the Tilon Shiyad or Tilon Shoraish. Then he tells us in the Mishnah, what happens if it turned over? Then we're talking here specifically by the place of the Kesher. If the Ritsuas by the place of the Kesher Shalyad, which means right on your, by your bicep, if that flipped over, you put it on incorrectly, and the leather, unpolished, undyed leather is flipping frontward, as opposed to facing your skin, 
So he says over here, and the same thing by the Shulun Shalraish, where the Ritzu is going around your head. You're not mechuyiv to, but smidus chasidus that a person should fast, or if at the very least, be paide, give the amount of money that I would eat for that day to stalker, because then that would suffice as if he fasted that day as well. The concern here when you say you shouldn't flip over is that which goes around the arm by the kasher, by the bicep, as well as around your head. But the rest of the ritsuas that go in the seven krichas around your arm, if that flips over or by your fingers, that's not a concern. You want to make it look nice, of course. As well as by the, the ritsuas coming down your, sho- your, your shoulder and then your chest, that doesn't, it's not as a problematic, if you will, if it flips around. But it is encouraged, one is encouraged to place them into his belt that they don't they, they stay the shiny part facing forward. That's what he says here. That which comes down the front of you. You don't think at all that it shouldn't turn around. Because it's not from the main part of the mitzvah. Nonetheless, because of noy mitzvah roy lafoich, you should make sure it's facing proper direction. That the shachar, the black, is facing outward, in the correct position. Now this, yet be careful that the film, the ritzuas don't flip around, both by the roish and the shalyad. The shalyad that he puts on the ritzus when he sees it, you could see that the kasher should not flip around, and you could see that the ritzus should not flip over. You don't have eyes in the back of your head. When you put it around your head, so how do you check to see it's not flipped over? So he says you should feel it. And sometimes you'll find that people don't realize that what happens is is that the inside the kesher when you put it on sometimes the, it flips over. Then the person pulls down the ritzuis. Before they know it, they have the kesher of the tefillin shalosh. It's inverted. It's inside out. And then when they put it on their head, it's it's uh, when they put it on their head, then it is. A problem. So how do you check that? He says to feel it. Now, how long does the Ritsuah shall Rish have to be? We discussed the Ritsuah shall Yad previously. Now we discuss the length of the Ritsuah shall Rish. Yishal shall Ritsuah shiu tluim lefana veyagiu ad a tabor. Oi lemaila mimenu maat. The Ritsuah should come down to your navel. Belly button, or a little above that. It says the Mishra Sifkat in Mem, if you have it a little longer than the middle of your stomach, or the, your belly button, then it's not a problem. Or a little above that. It says the Mishra Sifkat in Mem Aleph. So the right side should go until your tabor, 
the the navel, right? That's what they call it, right? Okay. The navel, yeah, the belly button. Belly button, right? Okay. And then the left side of the ritsua until a chest, adachaze. So the chest is 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 above your your stomach. Now we don't see it like that. We have it longer than that. But that's what he's bringing here from Rukiv Eger and Axel Chaim, that at the very least, that's how long it should be. Over Tor, of Oid, Yemin Al Hamila, Smol Al The Torah says further that the right side should go to the place of, of the length of the Brismila, and the left side of the Ritsuis of Yeshel Roy should go to the navel. So the Torah has a little longer for both the right side and the left side as opposed to Kivayegu and Arts And the general custom is more like the Torah. Siv Kotin Membeis. The Mechaber tells us back on the top of the page. What's the width? What's the width that the Ritsuis have to be now? The, so, right, the width of the Ritsuis Shalyad and the Shalroish is like the length of a barley bean. Right? It's called barley corn? Barley grain. Barley grain? Barley okay. Barley seed, barley grain. Okay, so the, the of the barley. How's that? The length of the barley, which is very, very small. More than a quarter of an inch. About a quarter of an inch. About a quarter of an inch. I bet maybe even less, if not less than that even. If a person has his ritzuas less than that, in piches, less than the shear of the length of the ritzuas or the width of the ritzuas that we discussed, if your ritzuas are less than this shear that we just discussed, so what are you supposed to do? If you can't find the better ones, just wear it like this. If you can't exchange them and 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 and, uh, and replace them, wear them like this. Now, Baruch Hashem, most of us where we live, these are not issues. Even if you don't have a safer in the front door and around the corner. Like many communities have, a few blocks away here and there, you can still get ritsuas. This does happen where you have to be careful, mindful, is by the Kesha Shalyad. Over the course of years, you're using the same ritsuas and you're pulling and you're making a knot and you're pulling, making a knot. Before you know it, that specific spot where you're pulling it and making the knot, it gets more and more narrow. You're stretching it out and, and you have to make sure, of course, number one, that you don't rip it. That's one thing, right? One saw somebody ripped, right? And that's number one. Number two, even before rips, you have to make sure that you don't lose the size, the shear we're discussing here. Says the Mishnah Brura in Siv Katin Mem Beis. So we said it has to be the the width of the Ritsuas have to be like the length of a barley bean, barley seed. Hainu Biklipasa, width it's clip with its shell, which makes it a little bigger. With its clipper. But now with the, the tail, the end part of it. The Yejba Oksen Aruchim because it has very long, um, call it a ends, very long pieces at the end of it before you break it off. 
chita or pachas mikasoyra. There's some that say it's enough that the width of it is the length of a chita, of a wheat kernel. And less than, or pachas mikasoyra, and less than a barley seed. In time of necessity, which is a, this is a smaller shear, you can rely on this opinion. Like we just explained it, be careful about the tool shall yad where you tie it. It's very common that the ritsua gets gets uh, uh, stretched over there and it gets thinner. Or it becomes nifsekes, it becomes ripped. Nisekes to the point where you don't have the shear. Siv cotton mem gimel. The mechaber says, "Im piches mikashir, ayru echaretzus rachban. Im eni mitzi acheros. If you can't find other ones, you should wear it. What you have. Bevnei sheyesh mechashir and the yesh place and af b'diavid. There are those who say it's kosher. There are those who say it's possible even b'diavid, as is discussed in the Beis Yosef. Akein echri akein." That bidiyavid, if that's all you have, then when it's stretched out like this, then you should still put it on. If it's less than the length of the hand that we discussed in Sivches. In Sivches we said that you have to have the ritzua of the shalyad as long as you go around your, your arm to make the kasher, go straight over your forearm without making the seven wrappings. And then we said you go around your fingers three times. That's a way to measure the length of how long the Tzua Shalyad has to be. What happens if somehow, some way, it gets shorter than that? So that says the Mishnah Rura, What does he say here? I skipped the line. That we discussed in Sifches, Put it on without a bracha. You see, it's very important here. To such a degree that a person is, is discouraged from making a bracha if the length is less than this amount that we just, just discussed with the shalyad. And if you have the ability to put it on your uh, finger, then the krichas will not, will not prevent you from not wearing it properly. In regards to the length of the Ritzu Shal Roish, says the Ritzu Shal the Dakim Yesh Chutz Mimashemakev Haroish Al Kopanim Kishir Shnei Tvachim. So at the very least, if the length of your Ritzu Shal Roish are two Tvachim, so that's very little, that's, 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 like coming right past your shoulders or just to your shoulders, okay, just just a little past your shoulders, then it's still fine. Then, but if it's not at least two tvachim coming down at least past your uh, the past the with the on your head two tvachim of the ritzuis, which a tevach of course is a, a fistful, then then if it's not at least two tvachim you cannot make a bracha. In regards to the width of the Ritzuas, Shalyad, Shalroish, Hechmer, Gamkein, also Machmedim, Loy, Hoyorak, Hide, Oyrechachita, Yenichem, Libracha, where it doesn't have at least the width, if, if the measurement of the Ritzuas is, is, the width of it is not at least the length of a, a wheat kernel, then you should put it on without a bracha.
In regards to the fiction, the Ratsuas, can you can you do this? Does it help? Take a look in Simulam and Gimel, which Hashem will get there. Let's see a little further. Let's see if we can finish the Simon actually. In in Siv Kotin Mem Hey. So what does the Mechaber say on top of the page? It says, Tfilin Shoroish Toiv Layoisim Gluyim Venirim, Avot Talmid, Vifne Rabbi, Yain Derek Legaloyis Tfilin Vifonov. The Tfilin Shoroish is appropriate that there should be Gluyim. They should be exposed, venerim, and visible. However, a Talmud with Rabbi, it's not Derecher, it's Legalis Tfilin Befonav to expose his Tfil in front of his Rebbe. Explains the Mishwasiv Kotimem Hayim and Vav, the Siv Vro Komeya Aretz, and all the nations of the land should see them. Meaning what? It's referring to a Tfilin Shabarish, the Tfilin on your head. Vitoyev Shigama Keshi Yamagula. Now, it's interesting, because he says it's appropriate that the Kesher, in the back of the head, also is appropriate that it should be Megula. Then he says, that's not our custom. Now, we also had learned, or actually we will learn later on, that it's appropriate to have your talus over your head, even throughout the whole entire davening. So you can't really have both. You can't have the Kesher in the back of your head exposed, as well as your talus over your head. But he does say over here that the Minig is not to have the kasher exposed. Even if both the shalroish on the top of the head and the kasher in the back are both um, exposed, are both covered, then it's still fine. Ain't derech as we said that the tefillin should be exposed in front of the rebbe. Shat tefillin him derech covered kedushiv as it says roh kamei al aretz. And all of the nations should see, as we just mentioned, it's not appropriate for a person to equate himself as a Rebbe. Same way, by a parent, if a child overhears a parent having a conversation, a child is not permitted to say, Yeah, that makes sense to me, I, I agree. That not a, you're right, you're right. When you're right. The child on the same level as the parent? So in this generation of Chutzpah Yazgei, the the chutzpah gets bigger and bigger as we see by the Mashiach, as the Mishnah tells us, we find these on a regular basis, these type of things. It's the same concept over here. It's not Derech Eretz for a Talmud to be Mashra Atzmai to equate himself like the Rebbe. So therefore, he should not be exposing his Tefillin in front of his Rebbe. Now, one has to know, he's referring to a Rebbe Muvok, a Stam Rebbe, one has to know he says, Therefore, you should cover them with his talis or with his hat. Once again, uh, that's more, most probably referring to a Rebbe Muvok. Says the Ramah, We don't be concerned if they are exposed or whether they're covered. Mishru explains on Memzayin, it's better that the Tfil and Shalyad should be covered, as we had mentioned numerous times. should be assigned for you, The Ramah concludes the Simon Chavzayim by saying that nowadays, since we, we what? We put on Tfil and only for the most part, during Krishna and Tefillin, Shman Esrei, or by Davening, Afilo Talmud Nei Rabbi, Yochol Legalo Yitzav Veshal Roish, Vechein Minig Shaloi Lizar, 
the minig is that the Talmud can have his tefillin visible even in front of the Rebbe, since we're only wearing it for a short amount of time. Heim guluim perush to sifkot memches turn the page sheim nikru begodov less lamba person's garments ripped it's not a problem. Uh, what he's referring to is the shalyad. If the the garment ripped and the, and the shalyad is now visible, it's not a problem. Avol also lanichan ala beged. But as we learned in Siv Hey, it is also to put the tefillin shalyad on top of the garment. Just to review very quickly a couple points over here that the kesher of the shalyad, the kesher of the sharoish, wants to be careful when they tie them to make sure that they do not flip inverted, that the shiny part should be facing outward. And we discussed the length of the ritsuas, we discussed the width of the ritsuas, and it's a very small shear, uh, the size of a wheat kernel, um, which is which is the 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 length of the wheat kernel has to be the width, the minimum width, bidiavid of the ritsua. And Mr. Shem, we will continue in the next year. Simon Chof Ches Koyach Dine Chalitzas Ad Tfilin. The Allah of taking off the Tfilin.